You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus a priority in their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's always great to be with you. Today, our guest is a friend of mine. His name is Chad Sheely, and he's going to be talking about making family time a priority. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? So I uh, am married to my wife, Suzanne. Um, We just celebrated 20 years this year. Congrats. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) We have uh, four boys, a high school, two middle school, and then a uh, 18-month-old who is our foster guy. Mm-hmm. And I am in the restaurant business, which definitely keeps me hopping and has a lot of demands. So I think that we'll talk about how that plays mm-hmm. out um, yep. as far as balance and thoughtfulness and things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. And so when you mention restaurant business, everybody has anything flood their mind, you know? Oh, is he working at Outback? Does he work at Jack in the Box? Does he work, you know, at some, you know, non-chain restaurant? No, no, you work at the pinnacle of restaurants. You are a Chick-fil-A owner-operator. That is correct. That so, is correct. Tell us just a little bit of how you got into the Chick-fil-A business and why you love chicken so much. <laughs> um, so my dad uh, has always been in the restaurant business mm-hmm. for almost all of his adult life. So I joke that it's kind of in my blood. Right. Um, I have done other things. I went to school to be a teacher. Uh, I've been in youth ministry with Young Life for six years. Mm-hmm. I was so I, I, my father and I had um, a steak and shake. Uh, don't don't the cows don't really know that part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, I was in youth secret. ministry with Young Life for six years after mm-hmm. doing the restaurant for four, and then in the through that um, made a very good friend with Chick Fil A who kind of. Um, took me under his wing, helped me. I, I felt like the Lord was moving me out of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what that meant. Like, I did not think that meant necessarily going back to restaurant work. Um, and through that, ended up working with that gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me an opportunity to open a store with him, which led to me becoming an operator uh, here in Rock Hill. Yeah. So. Well, that's great. Well, I've, I've visited your store a number of times. And Really, no joke, not buttering this up, not trying to get free chicken out of this, but... Or free sriracha sauce. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we could do a whole episode just on the sriracha sauce, but (laughs) we won't. So when I've been in there, whether it's by myself or with my family, what I have really noticed, whether it's in your advertisements, what you're marketing or promoting at the time, connected to the chicken, is these these get-togethers for families or family nights. And so it started to develop or inspire kind of this episode of the podcast. When when we talk about family time, how has, in either direction, how has Chick-fil-A influenced your family or how has your family influenced your work at Chick-fil-A? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start by thinking about how my family has maybe influenced how I think about um, my business. And that probably starts with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um my dad was always very good, I feel like, at balancing um, work and family and um, never had a problem kind of bringing us along. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was n- not all the time, but certainly I have spent a lot of time in restaurants with my dad having fun and, mm-hmm. and messing around and helping out, things of that nature over the years. And um, my dad always seemed to find a good balance of 
taking his work seriously and wanting to honor the Lord in that work, but recognizing um, th- the importance of family and that um, ultimately those relationships matter tremendously. Mm, yeah. um, Chick-fil-A talks a lot about that. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about managing results and relationships mm. in the business, and I've taken that out of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had uh, parenting conversations yeah. with vice presidents. Mm. Um, that's one of the things I love about my company is they genuinely care about me, which I think has caused me to want my work and family to be balanced. Um, I want my kids to enjoy being at the restaurant and I want families to enjoy mm-hmm. being at our right. restaurant. Right. And so some a lot of the decisions I make are informed by that thought process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And what's really great to hear, because it's not always conveyed this way, that you know it's either one or the other, mm-hmm. that you can't be in business and have a healthy family, or you can't have a healthy family and succeed in business. Mm-hmm. But Chick-fil-A has kind of found this. And you know, there's both sides going on, but that you're having these conversations with kind of the directors, the executive directors of the company mm-hmm. in different ways, and they're saying, whatever it comes to, whatever it comes down to, you prioritize the family. So when we get specific around the idea of family time, what comes to your mind as a dad or even as a businessman? Mm-hmm. What do you think of? Uh, I think purposefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this may sound like these are counterintuitive a little bit, but purposefulness, yet doing what um, Dan Cathy said, calls following your warm-hearted impulses. Hmm. So some, some of the things I do as a dad and that are family-oriented or creating that environment at work mm-hmm. are very purposeful. Some of them are following that warm-hearted impulse that says, hey, you should do this or say this mm. or, you know, for me to be very honest, a lot of times it's just saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> when someone says, can we go throw the ball? Mm. Can, can we go to the soccer shop? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go to the soccer shop. <laughs> it's all the way in Pineville. And right, that means right. I got to go up 77 mm-hmm. and fight 485. And, yep. But I also get to sit in the car with you. Yes. And we get to hang out. And we get to go someplace that matters to you and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. So I think it is a blend of putting in those big rocks, mm. planning, yep. saying, I have often said, I can't do that. I have something. That is yeah. the truth. That, that, uh, I mean, it may be a little, little word nuance or, or what have you, but recognizing that these things need to happen. I'm very good at saying, I, I need to play in this business meeting. Mm-hmm. I need to meet with this director. I need to, yeah. to have this conversation at work. Yep. Well, why should that be any different at home? We're yeah. going to go to the movie. We're going to have dinner out. Um, I try really hard to get to games, even practices, mm-hmm. but definitely games, yep. um, to be there, to cheer them on. My dad was really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a good example and so part of me is that's kind of what I know, but then also other people have spoken into, especially that warm-hearted impulses. I had a conversation yesterday with my oldest son, Ryan, mm. that I felt like it was just one of those, yeah. like, here's the opportunity. Just go take it, man, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, 
And I was so glad I did. It was a great conversation. Not not long, not super magical, mm-hmm. but I knew it had meaning yep. and um, that I was glad when it was over that I did that. Yeah. I, I love the idea. And it just the phrase comes to my mind is meaningful moments, right? It Some people talk about quality time. Some people mm-hmm. talk about quantity time. You know, even when I ask the question, the thing that comes to mind from my experience, family time was blocking off Saturday night, ordering a pizza and watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. That was family time. But what you just did is, even though that counts mm-hmm. in it, but you just expanded it. And so you made car trips you know, to the store family time or conversations before bed Family time, mm-hmm. right? These meaningful moments with your kids. Now, um, I know your boys and have been involved in their lives a little bit. They're they're in the teenage bracket, mm-hmm. so finding family time can be even more challenging. So, how have you had to flex and grow yourself when it comes to integrating family time with you know, high school, middle school children mm-hmm. compared to when they were younger? Um, so I was thinking about this. I do not get on the ground and wrestle with them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on, bring it on, bring it on. There used to be a day where literally I could not lay on the ground on the, on the rug without, it was like the cue for people to jump on me, but now they are far too big. (laughs) And and Suzanne gets very nervous when that happens now. So I try to not do that. Um, but it, it has changed for mm-hmm. sure. Um, someone having keys to a car has changed that. Yeah. Um, everybody's at the same school this year, and I don't drive them to school anymore. Mm. That has changed things. Yep. Just that time in the car together. Right. Or we know we're going, so we're going to grab some breakfast. And that, that has been a big change this mm-hmm. year um, yep. that I've had to try to think through that we don't have the opportunity um, to do some of those things. So you got to plan them better and and look around that. Um, And then obviously their needs have changed. They, um, what they need to hear from me, conversations I need to have with them are different now, Mm. certainly as they are 12, 14 and 17 and experiencing different things going into middle school, the throes of high school I want freedom, but how much freedom am I going to get? You know, all those things. Mm-hmm. A lot more purposeful thought is required of me. Yep. When they were younger, it was more playful time, mm-hmm. just like I was saying, wrestling, throwing. Yep. Like we still do some of those things that is just leisure time, mm-hmm. but I think there is more kind of pouring into their cup purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a challenge, if I'm being honest. Sure. Um, yeah. The little story I told you about Ryan, mm-hmm. to me, that was that's why I consider that a success because yep. I opened up my mouth and started talking about something that he needed to hear as a 17-year-old, and mm-hmm. I didn't say, I'll just do that later. Yeah, but and also he listened. He did. For however long. He, he wasn't looking down at his phone or like, whatever, mm-hmm. Dad. You know, so yes, definitely a win. Put that in the W column for a family time. Now you also we also have these moments when family time starts to drift mm-hmm. and it can be for any number of reasons distracted whether it's you know family crisis comes up or work piles up it's something something's mm-hmm. going to happen when family time starts to drift how do you recenter yourself 
I think we've had to get better at saying no to stuff. I want to kind of back up just a step or two. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, I felt like life started getting really busy. Everybody, Matthew started playing travel soccer. That changed the family dynamic mm-hmm. on the weekend a lot. Um, business has grown tremendously over the last two and a half or so years. Mm-hmm. We are doing things that I never dreamed we would do, and it is requiring much more of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, and the boys are in a different place. Yep. So trying, when I when I feel that drift, yep. which there's been a lot of things that have, I would even use like a more, per, like a push. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, yep. Things pushing us. Kind of reeling that in. Suzanne is good mm-hmm. at saying, we need family meals together. Hmm. Um and when she she's good at saying we haven't been doing that, we're going to eat together more this week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big deal. Just sitting around the table, chatting, hanging out, yeah. really can lead to other stuff. Um, and then probably trying when I recognize that, looking for within the busyness those opportunities to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, like, okay, maybe we have to go to the soccer shop. Maybe we have to go to Columbia for this game, Mm -hmm. but we're going to listen to this. I've done this and I've had, I'm going to be honest, sometimes very pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. by listening to something with my son that I'm not Mm -hmm. sure he will um, digest and gotten feedback at a different, almost like a gift from the Lord that... Mm -hmm. He did. Yeah. He took something from it as yeah. we were driving. And it had been easy to say, he don't listen to this, mm-hmm. or he don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, he just wants to rest before this, sure. or, you know, or go hang out with his buddies. And are those things like, are you listening to music together or a conversation? Or are you throwing Like a in podcast, a even. Okay. Yep. Like, because one of the challenges is we don't always get to go to church on Sunday as a family yeah. with soccer. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're going to listen to this while yep. we drive to this game and then we're going to chat about it. Yeah, he can't get away. Right. He, is, <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> the, the child safety locks are uh-huh. engaged. Yeah. Yeah. But, It'd be easy to let that go for any number of reasons, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing it for myself as because I know I need to be fed. But then also, here's my son, and we can talk about that, things of that nature. Yeah. So um, because of the busyness, that creates the push or the drift. So trying to find those times. Meals are important for us. And then using my time wisely. I learned that from a friend mm. He coaches his kids. They're going. He said they're going to play sports anyway. Why wouldn't I coach them? Yeah. He, he had no fear of like whether he knew that sport or not. Yep. But he said every practice I get to ride there with them. I get to spend the whole practice with them, and then I get to ride home with them. Yep. I thought that is so wise. Like, and yeah. I'm sitting here. We're going. I don't anything about soccer. I can't uh-huh. coach. Yep. You know. Yep. But my buddy, he just jumped right in there because he mm. recognized this is really valuable and the, the times they are changing. Yeah. So I need to take advantage of what I, what opportunities yeah, I have. Maximize on the busyness. Yes. Right? You're going to be busy, jump in, mm-hmm. and if you can, in a real practical way. And what I really hope parents hear from what you're saying is you've incorporated a number of things. You've incorporated intentionality into family time, fun into family time, errands into family time, and faith. Now, when it comes to the differences in your children, 
how have you had to focus in specifically for what they need at the particular stage or interest? You know, you mentioned some about soccer there, but how have you had to, like, all these family time moments aren't going to apply to every single one of them. Some right. are going to miss, but how have you had to take note of those? We do now do a, a little less as a group. When they were younger, it was mm-hmm. more of me and the boys yep. together, yep. Um, which adds a little more complexity because mm-hmm. it isn't like everybody in the in the car and we're going here right. as much as it used to be. Um, so look, trying to be thoughtful about what do they need to hear? What are they dealing with? And, and honestly, sometimes that's like, hey, I just need to talk with you. Mm-hmm. Um, come, let's, you know, go in this room for 15 minutes and let's just talk. Yeah. I, I heard you say this, or I have sensed this, or when you talk about school, or, you know, I noticed, whatever it, that might be. Mm-hmm. It's more intentional one-on-one time than it was quite as much as a group, mm-hmm. but also that the group stuff does not go away because I want you know I want them to be caring for each other and encouraging mm-hmm. each other and and um, creating us creating memories together. Yeah. Something we've done before um, that has kind of been a group thing that's been good as we go on Man Weekend mm-hmm. and. Um, Usually that involves like a trip to Atlanta. We've done one to Charleston where we camp out, mm-hmm. we watch two baseball games, mm-hmm. and we do something outdoorsy, like yeah. go down the Chattahoochee River or um, – and what did we do in Charleston? I can't remember what we did in Charleston. We went to the beach and yeah. hung out and had fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's two days, a weekend kind of, summer, so sometimes it's not always the weekend, but trying to, to get together – and just create some of those memories. They'll still talk about those trips. That does not happen every summer. Yeah. Um, but in, in trying to find their interests, like I'll, I'll use this one. Last year, Ryan has a Toyota. There is this group called the Yoda Mafia. <laughs> I know that because uh-huh. I've been to Stone Mountain, Georgia for the yeah. Yoda Mafia, uh-huh. Mafia gathering <laughs> that I didn't have a lot of interest uh-huh. in. Yeah. Um, but I had a good time. By But we drove all the way to Atlanta. Yeah. We hung out at Yoda Mafia all day. We spent the night, yep. hung out all day at Stone Mountain, and drove home together mm. late that evening. Yeah, Yoda Mafia is in April this year. Can't wait. We are going, baby. Um, so, yes. you know, that's kind of like a man weekend. Yep. It's not as much of a group. I get some of those touches with, with uh, Ryan, with Matthew, with soccer, yep. um, and with Garrett. He's still young enough that it's it's easier to be a little more free form in yeah, that. Yeah. And sometimes we all go on those weekend soccer trips together. We've done that a few times where it's been like, this is going to be a fun place. Mama, you can stay at home uh-huh. and chill. Yep. And all of us are going That's to Myrtle good. Beach yep. for the weekend yep. and watch the games and have fun together. Yeah. And so I, I, I can imagine, my, my case is similar to yours where I've got, I have four boys. And so... Doing boy stuff is a little easier for me. Mm-hmm. But when you start to, you know, if, you know, dads and their daughters or moms and their sons or parents and who have children with different interests than they have, what you said is so, so helpful because you just said, pay attention and then just try it. Just so if your kids are into video games and video games drive you crazy, pay attention to the games they like 
and try it. Mm-hmm. Lose poorly. You know, you may have to respawn <laughs> every second, but you're in there and it's family time. Yes. Or if your child is an artist, pay attention to the art that they appreciate or the music they're into and try it. Mm-hmm. So those two ideas is what you just described, <laughs> Yoda Mafia. You paid attention and you tried it. Not your thing, but... It probably made a big deal uh-huh. to your son. And I ultimately did have a good time. Yep, yep. Uh, you can't be at Stone Mountain and not right. have a good time. And there were some right? cool cars. Yep. So. Yep. Well, you've talked a little bit about kind of making it practical and what did you do to, uh, to prioritize it. But give us just the nuts and bolts. Like, do you pull out your calendar and you go, what are you doing? When is it happening? And I'm going to put it on the calendar I'm going to put it on a family calendar. We're going to block it off. We're going to do this. We're going to make this happen so we don't get left behind or it gets lost in the busyness. Yeah, I, I am. I do try to do that. I think with the family dinners, and, and I know that sounds so basic, but Suzanne and I really do try to be purposeful about let's look at what the week looks like mm-hmm. and when are we going to eat together Yeah, um, and spend some time together because we know there will be things that pull pull us away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe in putting those big rocks in yep. and then scheduling things around them. Um, otherwise, that time just gets gobbled up. Mm. And Or I can, I mean, cell phones and all those kind mm-hmm. of things, you just end up spending your time doing stuff that you, you, you have a window and you didn't use it wisely. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying I don't, that doesn't happen to me because it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but putting literally putting it on the counter so that you can say, like I said earlier, I have something then. Is there another time we could do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I schedule business things like that too, and I used to do that when I was on Young Life staff. Yeah. Um, both of the things I've done the majority of my adult life can be very consuming. Mm-hmm. The restaurant is open from 6.30 a.m. to 10 p.m., and we serve a lot of folks. When I was in high school ministry, you know, there are thousands of kids at that high school who do not know the Lord, and there is any number of hours I could spend pursuing them, getting to know them, mm-hmm. engaging them. Um, but I have a family that I need to care for. So trying to look at what needs to happen, how can I do both of those things well, especially if you have some executive privilege in your life that allows you to build your own schedule? Mm -hmm. I know that is not the truth for everybody. Um, And and I understand that. But if you get the opportunity to do that, doing it wisely, um, and like I said before, saying no, Mm. people... I get asked to do things and I say no, not because I don't think they're good, not because I'm not interested, but because I know it's going to take up a spot that, and that, that spot is valuable. I have yeah. said no in the last year to two or three things that were hard to say no to, but I knew in my gut yeah. I needed to yeah. um, because the calendar was getting too tight. Mm-hmm. Um I try to pay attention. When I was on Young Life staff, I, I, I would ask Suzanne a lot, how are we doing? That's good. Give me yep. honest feedback. Yep. Um, I have at the restaurant, um, one of the things I try to do too is I try very hard to hire the right people to train and equip them well to allow me more freedom. 
Um, and so if you have the ability to do that in, in your workplace where you have some control over those kinds of things, yeah. my life could be very different if I didn't have a wonderful team of folks who ran that restaurant every day. Right, right. Um, and so I'm grateful for them, and I recognize that, and I work hard to make sure mm. I see that as a huge part of my job, yeah. to keep the store staff so that I can go to the game, right. so that I can, and, and, I'm, and I'm growing them, mm-hmm. so that they can take on new things as the restaurant grows, and it doesn't all fall back on me or a couple other people in me. Yeah. Um, that, that, that has been a big takeaway over the last couple of years. Yeah. Really growing people and keeping things staffed well can make a big, big difference in how I'm able to engage my family. Yeah, I think that's a really helpful business insight. And also, the example that you set for your employees, hopefully, will be taken home with them. And they'll go, oh, my employer, my boss makes family a really top priority. And that's influenced how I treat my family as well. Really and the fam- my family spends time at the restaurant. They all know my family. Yeah, they yeah. know that we foster. They know Suzanne. She's coming yep. in with babies. Here uh-huh. come the boys. Yep. You know, like yep. That's all integrated. Yep. Um, they don't work at the store as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. As they've grown, they've kind of got their own interests and do other things for, right. the, for the most part. But they still are a part of the life of our restaurant, so to speak. Yeah. Well, it, the big piece here for me and just kind of to summarize is the intentionality it comes down to intentionality it comes down to some purposefulness saying no to the hard things so you can say yes to what matters most and so you can win as a family that's uh, would be one of these takeaways is parents you can win as a family and it's bigger or it's more inclusive than how I would define it, like I said, pizza night and, <laughs> and a TV show, right? You can win on so many levels in so many different ways. So how would you wrap this up? What piece of advice or encouragement do you have for families as um, we finish? Maybe there's two things I thought of. Uh, my youth pastor, when he became a pastor, I just happened to be at his church one Sunday, mm-hmm. and he was preaching a sermon that I do not remember. But I remember a sentence or two that he said, mm-hmm. And he said, there are all kinds of people who could pastor this church and maybe quite possibly do a better job than me. But there is only one husband to Christy Mm -hmm. and one father to my son and one father to Mm -hmm. my daughter. And man, that stuck in my head. And so when I feel that tension, I do not shirk my responsibilities, Mm -hmm. but I know there are lots of people who could run my restaurant hmm. and there is only one father to those boys and yeah. only one husband to my wife. Um, and then we haven't talked about this, but I mess up a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not get it right often. Mm-hmm. Um, even recently I could, I have, that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. Yeah, blooper reels. We'll do right. that. Right. <laughs> Suzanne's favorite part is the blooper reels on a movie. Yeah. Um, and this was a little something that I stole off of Twitter. It says, if you want to build a better history with your kid, start by changing what happens this week. Hmm. Um, so I say I'm sorry hmm. a lot. I own that, and I, and, I, and I commit to we're going to change now. So if I feel that drift, yep. if I bumbled that situation, mm-hmm. um, it's, I'm giving myself license to say, there is grace in my life. I apologize 
man to man. And I'm starting fresh with you today yeah. and moving forward and not letting that um, handicap me. If you haven't right, right. done some of these things well, it doesn't mean you can't start tomorrow trying mm-hmm. to do them a little differently. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see dramatically, just mm-hmm. a little differently. Yep. This step, that step. That's really awesome. And I think that is kind of where we'll land. And so let me say a prayer, and I'm going to pray that grace that you talked about is there, we say this, you know, no perfect people, therefore there are no perfect parents. Mm. And that's why we need Jesus, and that, that's why grace lets us start now. After we turn the podcast off, and go, yeah, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I can win with my family and make family time a priority. So thank you, Chad. Let me say a prayer as we Absolutely. close it up. Heavenly Father, I pray this grace. I know we pray it almost every time we do this podcast, but I do pray the grace to start and start making family time a priority or intentionality with kids, something that mom and dad are really mindful of, that they would seize on these meaningful moments and that they would be purposeful, but all with the strength of your grace. There are no perfect people and parents don't have to be perfect, but we have to allow your spirit to lead and guide us so that we can be the parents that you created us to be, that you believe we can be. And so I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for Chad's insight and sharing that with us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents and eat more chicken. You got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.